This is ContactTalkRadio.com. Consciousness in action. And you are taking action into your consciousness by tuning into Contact Talk Radio. And on TuneIn.com, Hing.fm, and Upsnap Mobile. Contact Talk Radio. Welcome to Seek Reality Radio with Roberta Grimes. Joyous conversations about what the afterlife evidence and modern science combine to tell us is true about your reality. You have nothing to fear. You are eternal and you are perfectly loved. Knowing the truth changes everything. Now, here is Roberta. We live in one beautiful reality. But even in the 21st century, believe it or not, we continue to talk about two realities, scientific materialism and spiritual theism. They're actually mutually exclusive, and they're both wrong. Neither of them can tell us what our one reality actually is because both Christianity and modern materialist science have devolved into belief systems. One is theism and one is atheism. They're based in dogmas. They're no longer based in truth. But when we study nearly 200 years of abundant and consistent communications from people we used to think were dead, we do get a very complete glimpse, amazingly so, of what actually is going on. And what we learn from the dead is consistent with both quantum physics and the teachings of Jesus. It really all does fit together just like a puzzle. We're going to talk today about an aspect of reality that I really haven't dwelt on much, and that is the fact that reality is in its very essence quantum. Quantum physics is the physics. It's it's like a plug which puts the purely consciousness-based physics that exists in most of reality, uh, makes it fit with the the non-consciousness-based materialist physics that operates only in this material universe, which is a tiny bit of reality, maybe five percent of what exists, and we're going to we're living right now in a quantum universe. Our minds are quantum; they're not affected by time, they're not affected by space. Our minds are indivisible parts of the of the the mind consciousness that creates reality and creates it continuously as we believe we're living in it. That's a very powerful fact. Most people have trouble getting their minds around it. But our guest today, Diane Collins, has her mind around it, and she has boggled mine. Her book, Do You Quantum Think?, is a big, bold, brilliant, friendly, though, and easy to understand, but extraordinary invitation for us, for you and me, to use the physics of our one reality to altogether transform not just our own lives, but also the world. Welcome, Diane. Thank you so much. I love that introduction, and I'm so happy, gloriously happy to be with you, Roberta. I couldn't wait to be in conversation with you and everyone listening. (laughs) Well, the thing about your book is this. I got back from the Academy for Spiritual and Consciousness Studies conference 10 days ago, and your book was too big. It's a big book, folks. It was too big to bring, but I thought, well, as soon as I get home, I'll get right into it and whip through it. I always want to read what people have written who are uh, you know, coming on. I don't want to just say, will you tell me what your book is about? I want to know. Well, I could not get through more than half of your book because it is so good. 
it, in 10 days, in the time I had to read, I wanted to read every word. I wanted to think about it. I wanted to sleep on it. And I don't think that's ever happened to me before. And I will finish it. And it is a course. It is not just a book. This is a course which you could take a semester to go through little by little and it will transform your life. And I know this stuff. So I semi know and I've semi transformed, but you're taking me the rest of the way, Diane. I am thrilled to have met you and to have found your book. Oh, thank you so much. And I've been reading yours. And you know, I like what you're saying here because you're honing right in, Roberta, on the intent of do you quantum think, which is to go from, this is really my life's mission, is uh-huh. to have us go from merely knowing the wisdom, you know, what wisdom, the wisdom of spirituality, of scientific insights applied in modern life, in practical, everyday, daily, ordinary life. That's really, and to have the fuller understanding of all the 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 broader, all-encompassing reality that you talk about. And so the idea is to go, so that was really my quest. It's like, how do we go from merely knowing it to actually living it? So what is living it? Living it means being it, the walking, talking embodiment of wisdom, not being separate from, you know, we, we know Judge not, lest ye be judged, yet we still have habits of thinking that we could notice when we're awakened to it, well, we're judging. But we're believing in our hearts and souls that we're these great, you know, upstanding, uh, non-judgmental, but we're really... But So what I'm saying is, maybe there's nothing wrong with us. Maybe it's just that we've reached a point in the evolution of mind, of humanity, of our understanding of reality, uh, which you so beautifully talk about, and that now what we can do, we're at this place of a literal quantum leap in consciousness, a quantum leap in the way we think, a quantum leap in the framework the context from which we think. And this is what my work is about. So when you read the book, don't scare people off, please. No, no, I I think I I don't want to scare people off. And let me just say quickly, I think everybody should read this book. I think everybody is going to read this book or parts of this book because this is this is the way our minds are going to have to be transformed in order for our lives to be transformed. I, I just wrote an article today for AfterlifeForums.com in which I talk about how the bloody, brutal 20th century, which began 100 years ago uh, next weekend, I guess, uh, with a perfectly useless world war that cost millions of young people's lives, how that horrible 20th century we just ended could be the reason why Christopher Columbus burned 100 Native American chieftains at the stake at once. They could, there, there could be cause and effect there. And that comes down to the fact that reality is quantum. Reality is not linear. So if you want to understand that, and I, uh, Diane, you and I are teaching on, on different levels, but we're teaching the same thing. We're yes, teaching yes. that this reality is not what we see. Reality is an utterly different. It's mind created. And you're, you're going to live in your mind eternally. 
Your mind never began. It never will end. There's no such thing as time anyway. So you're, you're eternal by definition. If you're, if you're, if you're living in this mind, it's time to make this mind suit the reality in which you live, which is quantum. As Diane says, when you master your mind, you master your life. Well, that ought to be cross-stitched and put on every wall. I think everyone should read Diane's book. And <laughs> don't be daunted by it because it's easy and friendly. It's, she, it she is. Makes I it, like she, entertainment, so I wrote it in a way She breaks that... it down into little parts. Um, but it's remarkably scholarly with all that. I mean, I was very impressed with how many things you know. Tell me how you got here. What made you do this? Well, what made me do it? And, you know, I wanted to say that I've been listening to your shows lately, <laughs> which I've very much been enjoying. And I was, you know, I've heard you talk with other guests about um, how, you know, about the debunkers of, you know, the topic of near near death experience or afterlife experience. And my work really answers all of it by saying this, the container that we have been conditioned to think from is not, hasn't been broad enough in understanding the nature of reality, and you just really pointed it out. So here's what happened to me, you know, <laughs> I was born, I say, a metaphysician, <laughs> I was born questioning, so obviously my soul came in saying, I stood in the mirror at age four years old, and I, my parents, you know, in the family house, and I said, looked at me and said, what is it? And from that, I, point, I went on questioning. And I looked in the world, Roberta, and I thought, just what I was saying earlier, there's a disconnect between the way that we aspire to be, loving, not, you know, compassionate, yes. joyful, all yes. of the above, and what we read in the daily news and what we call the 3D, right, reality. And so that was it at an early age, and I just started investigating everything, Eastern philosophy, Western philosophy, uh, and majored in uh, University of Miami in philosophy and psychology. And I was only ever interested in the evolution of consciousness because I knew this was the only way that it was going to work, is that it would take a literal awakening of this kind of a sleepwalk that we've been in, where how do we manufacture weapons en masse? This is the, you know, the, the core, this is the problem we have today, is that our economy, our world economy, is based on the manufacture of weaponry to kill one another. Yeah, that's the point. (laughs) Right? It was like, what is wrong with Uh, this picture? So anyway, that's how, so then that was my quest. It's like, and then I came across, as you think, so you become. And it's said in every mastery tradition, the Buddha said, all is mine. And, you know, in the Bible, as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. Yes. And you can find it in every mastery tradition. And I That's thought, right. well, if all you had to do was change your thoughts to change the world, why does it still look the way it does? And then I got finally to the revelation. And the revelation was this. I, I started working on a project in the, nine, in the early 90s with Dr. Fred Allen Wolf, who is a good friend, and I call my mentor in quantum physics. And let me just say, 
quantum think is a system of thinking. It's not about science. It is about how the discoveries of science merged with and verifying today spiritual wisdom, universal wisdom that touches the chord in each one of us, and uh, how that shapes the way we think. And why is it important the way we think? Because... Whatever we, when I use the word mind, I mean whatever we hold in awareness. But one of the main activities of mind is thinking. And we know that everything that has ever been invented on this earth starts with a thought. Where that thought comes from, divinely inspired, from the yearnings of your soul, you know, the passion of your heart, all of that is part of mind. So... We, we don't put a lot of it, I say thinking gets a bad rap because everyone wants to connect <laughs> to heart, but it's all one. Yes. So let me just say my revelation. And so the revelation, like Fred showed me that Fred Allen Wolf is a quantum physicist and uh, he writes for the layman. <laughs> Easy for you and me to understand, right? That's, <laughs> and, and fortunately there are people like that, but, but tell us where he took you. Well, anyway, so he was showing me one day in a conversation how science, scientists make a discovery and then they invent new language to name the discovery. And the word that, you know, what I use in Do You Quantum Think is the very common term quantum leap, uh, which was discovered by your <laughs> your favorite physicist. Oh, yeah, Max bless Planck. his heart. Oh, right. of course, bless so him. So he discovered, you know, what does that mean? Well, you know, technically it that he he saw that energy does not move in a smooth continuous way, but it bursts in and out of existence really, but it bursts, it moves in packets that he called quanta. Packets of energy. So, and that you in one moment, and I know you've written this in your beautiful book, uh, The Fun of Dying, that you, in one moment, the energy is in one state, and then instantaneously it can be in another state, and there's no traceable pathway. How did it get there? That's what it means by nonlinear. Nonlinear. It's a jump. So then that term, quantum leap, comes into our language and into our lives. And now we use it as an everyday uh, meaning to anything that's a discontinuous, abrupt change from the past. We go, or we think of it as something big, even though it's something tiny. Wow, that was a quantum leap. I had yeah. a quantum leap, you know, uh-huh. or we need a quantum leap. So what my revelation after that conversation with Brett is that, wait a minute. It's not one terminology at a time. This is a universe of whole system. It's the whole system. It's the whole thinking system. So the question was, if thinking creates reality, what's creating your thinking? And that was my revelation, (laughs) Roberta, is that our thinking is shaped by the assumptions about the nature of reality that we call our worldview. This means overarching for everyone. Right. That we've been brought up under a very limited view of reality. That was a genius view. It gave rise to machinery and the entire industrial age. But the scientists declared only physical matter is real. Now, if you want to study about afterlife 
or the thin veil between this life and another life, well, they're not studying that. Nay, they are now, of course, you know that. But Very few, Diane. Right? You see what I'm saying? It's like, okay, that's why I say, quantum think answers the question, why is it like that? Because we know from a quantum worldview, it's an entirely different nature of reality, as you point out. It's consciousness, right. it's mind-based, it's not matter-based. It's, but, but it's multidimensional. But it's what's real. That's the it thing. It's what, time for us to get real. I am so sorry we've got to take a break, but we, but we do. I could do this for hours with you, Diane. You're listening to Seek Reality with Roberta Grimes on the Contact Talk Radio Network. Our guest is the extraordinary Diane Collins, who's the author of do You Quantum Think? This is a book that will transform your life for the better and forever. And when I say forever, I mean it literally. We'll be right back. Afterlife researcher Victor Zamet has long been a leader in the field of helping us understand what is going on. Like Roberta Grimes, Victor is an attorney. Like her, he was dissatisfied with the scientific and religious explanations of reality. So he did what lawyers do. He examined the evidence. And when he drew the same set of conclusions that every open-minded researcher has drawn, he began to educate the world. Roberta considers the free Friday Afterlife report that Victor and Wendy Zamet produce to be indispensable access to fresh information about our one reality. Go to victorzamet.com and sign up to receive their wonderful Friday Afterlife report. That's V-I-C-T-O-R-Z-A-M-M-I-T dot com. It's the best news you'll read all week. Welcome back to Seek Reality with Roberta Grimes. Whether you're listening live or you're among the tens of thousands who subscribe to our podcast now, thank you so much for being here. You've put us into the top 100 spiritual podcasts on iTunes after only a year. I want to hug each of you right back. Thank you. Thank you so much for being here with us. Today we're talking with an extraordinary woman who is transforming my life and can transform yours. Now let's just talk briefly about why Science is having so much trouble with this. Why, if, if this is all true, what Diane is saying, why are you not learning this from other people? Well, here's the problem. Your mind is not generated by your brain, but mainstream science is physical, and it believes everything is generated in physicality. It ignores the teachings of the great quantum physicists, primarily my dear friend, Max Planck, whom I quote all the time. He made the greatest discovery in all of human history, and he's been ignored. He got, in 1918, the Nobel Prize for discovering quantum physics. But the, what he discovered at the same time is that consciousness, what we think of as human consciousness, is primary and pre-existing. It is, it, it is what starts everything, and it, it is continuously creating reality as we believe we see it now. That is the greatest discovery in human history, and it tells, it transforms everything that we should be thinking about our own minds and our own place in reality. And what Diane has done, and done 
beautifully. I could not even imagine doing it nearly half as well. What she has done is to take this core truth, which has been ignored by scientists for a 100 years, and say, okay, what does it mean for us who are possessors of and li- actually are these extraordinary minds they're inextricably part of eternal mind and it's a hologram your mind encompasses all mind so with that introduction i'm going to ask diane to help you understand just how important her discoveries are and i will tell you personally her book is really easy to understand it's just that changing your own life forever it takes a little bit of work and a little bit of stopping and thinking about what she's telling you because it's so profound i would if i were you get her book in kindle Assume you'll spend a semester and transform your life. So, Diane, help me un- help me help people understand why this is so important. Okay. <clears throat> now, I'm going to say it in very simple terms. So, well, <laughs> to take it out of, you know, what the scientists believe, but that's influencing us. Uh-huh. And but and that's to right. Put it's it in, how it's... does it affect us in everyday yes. life in our world? So, if you it's ordinary logic for this. Anybody yes. can understand this. Yes. If you said, if the science is, and you know, it's not like we're thinking this, Roberta. It's just in the background of the culture. It's in the field that's shaping us, so to speak. That's right. Yep. So if they said only physical matter is real, so you're looking in this limited one dimension, even though you know, you know, there's spirit or whatever, but that's not the focus. So the focus is around the ordinary five senses. Now, the physical, of course, is one of the seven dimensions that I uh, distinguish in quantum things, but we'll get to that in a minute. But so if you're looking only in the physical, you have your educational institution. What do you study in education? You study the physical matter, the brain. But now the big paradigm shift, the big leap in science has, has been from a matter-based science to a mind-based science. So now you think, hmm, well, if mind is, you know, as Max Planck said, <laughs> the matrix of all reality, well, we're not learning in traditional education nope. any of what I call the five natural faculties of mind. So if you want to know how to create your reality, I mean, let's take it out of even that abstract term. If you want to know how to get what you want in life, whether it's spiritual connection, whether it's a great family relationship, whether it's attracting the one, you know, your significant other, whether it's just getting along with your coworkers, whether it's making money, whether it's maintaining a good state of your well-being, whatever it is, well, wouldn't we need to know what is the nature of what enables us to create anything? So that's mine. And as you say, our mind is synced up. <laughs> it's one and, you know, it's one. We are the individualized form of the all-pervasive, all that is, infinite mind that some people call God. Now, oh, so I you're looking perfectly at the, put. Right? That so the education, we're not learning. If, if it's a mind-based reality, why should we be, you know, why do we need quantum thinking? Because... We need to learn the principles. What are the faculties of mind? The faculty of intent. That's the central dynamic of creation for human beings. But I want to show in a minute after I hear your response to this. The faculty of intent, the faculty of intuition, 
which enables us to be in that, what you call, you know, the beyond ordinary chronological time and physical matter. Our mind is non-material in nature. So, of course, it's beyond space and time limitation. Okay, so the power of intent, the power of intuition, the power of subtle energy, which is our ability to tune into energy, to feel what feels right, what feels doesn't, how do we transmute energy, transform it, uh, what do we put our attention on, we energize, and we know Einstein said, right, energy and yes. matter are controvertible. So what we put our attention on, we're energizing, and uh, that's where a lot of us get you know, messed up because we've got our attempt. We we need to be able to master to create a conscious relationship with our thinking, with our thoughts. Which I'll do that with us if you want me to do a real time thing. But and then the other the other two are the faculty of resonance that we know that what we feel, what we emanate, we attract like a bad hair day, you wake up, you're in a bad <laughs> mood, right? Right. Having a hair, and then every minor calamity, you know, strikes along the way. But when you're quantum thinking, you know you can shift that. And then finally, the fifth faculty of mind, meditation, which I consider, Roberta, more than just a practice. It's an actual state of our own being that when we are, we can live being fully engaged, active in life in all the roles we play, and at the same time be in that transcendent meditative state. And we need that today more than ever, these faculties of mind, to master these because of the way our world is changing. Because guess what? The institutions that were formulated under the, what I lovingly call, the old world view, the industrial age, the only matter is real, you know, cause uh-huh. and effect, solid objects, which we know they're not, but the perception it is, as you know, and uh-huh. are writing about, that every institution has reached the limits of its effectiveness under that stage of our own level of development and scientific right. discovery. And so now what we're seeing in the world, which is kind of freaking people out, is the breakdown of that which is no longer workable going forward. And this is why we need to take this quantum leap and start. So what I did is I put it all together. It's 21 principles and practices that I call distinctions and thinking, practices for the mind and awareness. That's why you have to read the book slow. Because you connect to your own awareness as you read, and that integrates the knowledge. But you already know it because you're connected to but it. What, it resonates. That's exactly right. That's why I have been enjoying it so much. Not only is your the way you write very entertaining, but um, you keep over and over again saying, yes, I get it. I understand. It helps you understand so much about yourself. Think about the fact that you are a powerful eternal mind. And you're not using your mind. You're using maybe 8% of it right now. You're using it just to think. Uh, and the way that you're thinking is just like a computer thinks. You're not using the power of it at all. It's just like having, well, you no, know, you're not even using it like a computer. You're using it like an adding machine. My father had one of those with a crank. That's what you're, that's what, the way we use our minds, just for that narrow, 
boring, get through the day kind of thing. When your mind is this glorious, inextricably part of this, of, of all of create, of the creative mind that makes this universe continue to happen. Your mind is part of that. They, they did an experiment in which they put people into a room at, uh, for I think only 10 minutes or something and asked them to sit there. The only thing that they could do was uh, if they had if they were really bored, they were allowed to give themselves a, an electrical shock, and they found that most people would rather give themselves an electrical shock every so often than actually sit there in their minds for ten minutes. <laughs> well, it, it is believable. I was saying it's unbelievable, but <laughs> it's that's shocking, just an though. You know, because what? they live because in this beautiful we're mind, not Diane. Used yes. To having a a conscious relationship with our own awareness. So I'm using awareness and mind interchangeably. And, you know, that's very interesting because um, my mother, who is just about to become 92, and she's in very good shape, but my dad went to the other side. I have a story about the medium, though, because that's your show. I'd like to talk about that a little bit. But what happened is that... uh, so she gets this anxiety, and I know what it is because we were. She, she was so used to being, you know, always be, grew up in a family of eleven kids, and she was one of the oldest and took care of the family. So always busy, 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 and never really was taught to have a relationship with your own mind, with your own awareness, where yes. she could just, you know, to just be able to sit. And you know what you're saying, that experiment is so interesting. And I have one of my great teachers, I have many, was the uh, formerly, he also went to the other side, Swami Muktananda of the Siddha Yoga lineage, S-I-D-D-H-A, one of the lineages that came from, you know, India to the West to teach these things, uh, the meditation and mastery of consciousness practices. And he said, to just be able to sit quietly for a few minutes is an accomplishment. And so what happens is that, you know, people say, well, what is quantum thinking? It's not about what it is. It's really an experience. You, what happens is you give yourself an experience because, you know, I read in this book about Dr. Einstein that was, it was published in 1955, a tiny little book by Lincoln Barnett. And Einstein wrote the preface, and he said, well, eventually, you know, the discoveries of science will come into the public mind and awareness and start to, you know, shape the way we, we think. And it could take 50 to 100 years. Now, that book was 1955. <laughs> and right. so now we have the Internet, Right. So this was my thinking, right? Because I think, well, wait a minute. We're not waiting. I th- no, my idea, you said, how did I bring it about? I thought, well, I'm familiar with all these principles, and wow, quantum physics is proving the consciousness studies. This is awesome. Isn't and it? I could, like you, we could use the science because, you know, you're a researcher, you're a lawyer, you have a logical mind. It's like... Let's use the science, which people do tend to, quote, believe, or at least have some faith in, and let's merge this and let's really try to open up 
what is the more accurate view of reality. So I thought, instead of waiting for these quantum principles to filter in, you know, of, of again, faster now because of the Internet, what if you put it all together? And the other fact is, you see it as a system. It's not a, you know, what's my thought now? When you yes. go into a system like the road system, you don't have to think, how do I get from Austin to Dallas? It's that this you have free will. This is the both-and reality of the quantum world. Many things that we, we have a destiny, whatever our soul chose, right? And we have right. the free will within that. I'm an avid student of astrology, so that's like the astrological wheel. It's like the blueprint of your soul. But not everyone lives their destiny in that chart because that's where your choice comes in. But anyway, you're on the road system, and you have free will. So when you get thinking, the quantum thinking as a whole system, it embraces you. It's like you don't have to think through, oh, what is subtle energy again? How does resonance work? No. What is the nature of mind? What is wisdom anyway? These are all the things that I address in my book. It's that, oh, okay, here it all is, and we're all part of it, and I'm not telling you how it is. As you, I'm just presencing it so you can relate to it in yourself, as you said, resonate. And now we can live it. And that's the idea of quantum thinking. One of the problems people have is everybody actually is on some level is is basically everyone's manifesting the reality that his mind is creating. It, this isn't optional. I think that's a very important thing to stress. It is. We right now we're creating a mechanical based reality around us, which is based in negativity because we tend to worry about things. We tend to be feeding negativity with our mind. We don't mean to do it, but it's what we think about. It's what we dwell on. And so we, we, we create this horrendous cycle in our, in our lives because we don't understand the power of our minds and we don't understand how to get out of that cycle. And what your, what your book does, Diane, is to say, wait a minute. Let's fix the problem at its core. Let's learn how to use our minds to manifest the reality that is best for us, that makes us happiest and most fulfilled, and that's best for the world. I mean, how basic is that? Well, here's we don't, the thing. Knowing we don't have it a choice. Doing We're it. doing I, this anyway. Let's do it right. I'm sorry. Go that's ahead. I'm just true. Excited. That right. is the point. But I want to do something right now because we can free ourselves right now. Now, in the, would you like to do that? Well, we have only two minutes before we have to break again. We can do it right after the break. Okay, good. Um, well, let me give you the little reasoning behind it. Okay. The mechanical world, the, all, the industrial, what you call scientific materialism, it's also known as that, was literally called classical mechanical worldview, classical science mechanical worldview, the universe's machine. So I say, not to insult any of us, in many ways we became mechanical too. So oh, I use right. this term least action pathway, the way the energy or the thought goes, simply because it's been that route before, no fault of ours, it's just a vestige of the old worldview conditioning of our thinking, is that in many ways we need the automaticity. We need it in our physiology. 
energy. And, you know, when we type or when we play an instrument or when we drive a car. But the idea is to be able to distinguish how each of these worldviews shapes us so that we're not stuck with these automatic thoughts. And that's what I want to free us from that negative, what you just said, after the break. I, I, I thought that, that that discussion of our automatic pathways was really important in your book because um, I realize, of course, I've got a lot of them too. One of the things your book does is to get you back to the basics of what your mind is beneath all of these things. These automatic pathways we all have. I mean, the logical, I have political discussions with people and we're on different sides and we make each other very cranky. And you said, wait a minute. <laughs> That's that doesn't help anybody. Let's get down to the basics. Let's understand why we have these thoughts, and let's let's get to the point where we can create our own reality based on new thoughts. And that that was fantastic for me. You said it a lot better, and you said it frankly with things that um, I had to think about for days. And it was just it's a wonderful way to occupy your mind to think about <laughs> how you can actually grow your mind. Well, I wanted to it do better. it a real time of it. It takes about a minute to do it. But so we don't have time now, right? We, we don't do have we? time right now. But um but I, I guess I would before as we go out to the break, I would just like to ask people to stop and think about how many times we're basically living on automatic pilot most of the time. We don't stop and think about the things we do and we think that's good. But maybe it's not so good. And this is Seek Reality with Roberta Grimes. You are an eternal being. You never began. You never will end. And when you really understand all the implications of that fact, it will change everything in your life. Our guest today is the world-changing Diane Collins. And we'll be right back. Roberta Grimes spent decades reading more than 150 years of abundant and consistent communications from the dead. The result is her book, The Fun of Dying, Find Out What Really Happens Next. The Fun of Dying shows you why your mind is eternal. It explains how you can enjoy the death process, and it describes in detail the glorious forever that awaits us all. Now Roberta follows The Fun of Dying with The Fun of Staying in Touch. Learn how our dead loved ones give us spectacular signs of their survival. Learn about the wonderful ways that you can stay in contact with those you love. Go to robertagrimes.com for more information. It turns out that love really is eternal. Welcome back to Seek Reality with Roberta Grimes. And we really are seeking reality today on a whole new level with regard to our minds, which is where everything starts. We're talking today with Diane Collins, and she's going to take us through a basic exercise to help us free ourselves from the, the pathways of thinking that are that are really at one of the core of, cores of our problem as we try to live in these minds that we have no idea what their power is. So, Diane, tell us to take us through the exercise. Okay, now this is to free, it's very short and very simple. Of course, based on the old world view, which was an, a view of analysis of data, right? We want to think, why did I have that negative thought? Why do I have the what I call the I'm not good enough, right? 
in any variation on that theme, uh, we can free ourselves of it right now. And this is how you do it. And I call it the myth of choice. Why is choice a myth? Because to the extent that we have these automatic, what I call, least action pathways, the least creative action, the least conscious action of thinking, of behaviors, of emotions, and they don't mean anything. It's to give it a name with no meaning whatsoever other than, oh, that's one of those old worldview conditioning. Okay, now what was my intent? So here's how you do it, Roberta and everyone. You can make a distinction between a thought that you originate and a thought that just visits from the surrounding mind field. Now, this is a quantum aspect, an aspect of quantum reality that we don't learn in the physical only is real, you know, system is that we exist in fields. We're connected through the field. The field is invisible. We know it's energy, intelligence, conscious field, quantum field for short. But I like to call it the mind field or for fun, the thoughtosphere, right? The so thoughtosphere, great. The thoughtosphere. <laughs> we have a biosphere. We have a thoughtosphere. So it's so, full of thoughts that we're picking up. Is that what you're saying? We're picking up thoughts that aren't even ours. So what we say in our business, my husband is my partner in life and all things, Alan Collins, Master Quantum Think Coach, we say with our clients, with the thought visits, okay, let it fly by like a pelican past your window. We live on the ocean in Miami Beach, basically pelicans. Let it just fly by. Now, because, just because you have a thought, one, does not make it yours. Again, we're picking up thoughts, as you pointed out. Two, it's not the truth, like an absolute, because in the quantum reality, there's nothing fixed and static. Everything is energy and flux and formed by intelligence. And we, as human observers, are the focal point. Whatever we focus on becomes that reality. That's why mind is reality. So, and so one, it may not even be your thought. Two, you'll never know where it came from, and it's irrelevant. And three, you don't have, it's not the truth. And four, you don't have to believe it. And five, you don't have to identify with it. So this is the freeing exercise. Right now we're doing it. What I'm doing is I'm practicing the method of quantum thinking, which is the art of distinguishing. That means bring something into your awareness right now, in this moment, in such a way that it transforms your relationship to it. So what we're doing right now as I'm speaking, and we are transforming our relationship. We're creating a new relationship with our thoughts. So we've already created a relationship with our thinking system. Oh, scientific materialism taught us to think this way, linear, physical, you look separate in the physical, so therefore we're at war. Quantum thinking has us think this way. Oh, we're all interconnected. It's all a living system. It's dimensions way beyond the physical. So this is what we're talking about. Now we have a new relationship with our thinking system, and now we have a new relationship with our individual what thought visit. You know why, Roberta? Because the observer effect, which is the core principle of the quantum world, as you know, 
That means what I say it simply. What we bring is what we get. What you're holding in your mind, what you're holding in your thought reality is shaping your experience and therefore shaping your results because your experience becomes your actions, becomes your results in life, what you attract. And we have, we may not have control over every circumstance, that's for sure. However, we have absolute jurisdiction, absolute sovereignty over our relationship to our circumstances. And a very important aspect of our circumstances are the thoughts that come into our thoughtosphere. And so when you have a thought that does not serve you or others or the world in any way, this is what you do. The one, two, three step. You notice it. You say, oh, that's just the least action pathway. I didn't choose that thought. How do you know you didn't choose it? Because if I were choosing, I would not choose to criticize myself. I would not choose to think negatively about the future. Oh, okay, that's just the least action pathway, that negative thought or negative line of thinking. And then number three, you invoke what is the central dynamic that we've been divinely bestowed with to create anything, our intent. Okay, interrupt that least action pathway thought. Now, what was my intent again? And that's how simple it is. Okay, so I, I just had this this bad thought that uh, oh I'll never be able to uh, finish writing this book, and uh, then I really I I say wait a minute that's not uh, that that's that's just the least action pathway because I may have had trouble in the past writing a book so I say that's I reject that thought instead my intent has been and I reinvoke my intent which is to finish this book and make it perfectly re- resonate with people's hearts. That's exactly that- right. Now, okay. you have right. to be See, careful that you that's easy to don't... do, everybody. That's so easy it's to do. It's so easy. It makes you feel so much better. <laughs> I mean, I can't <laughs> tell you how this, you know, I this book came out a few years ago. And, you know, my agent said in 10 years it'll still be current because it's this classic who we are kind of thing. But the we've been delivering, we've been presenting quantum things for over 15 years. So it's something like, you know, we used to do it orally, you know, verbally on teleconference programs and companies and federal agencies of the United States government to the public from people all over the world, young, old, everything in between. And this is what I'm saying. Why I like to do this during the show, Roberta, is because that one thing, if you just got that one thing, oh, that's just the least action pathway. Oh, that's just a leftover of that old world mechanical worldview. Oh, that's not even my thought. Okay, what's my intent? If you just got that and nothing else, that can alter your life for the better. And, and I have to just say one more thing. I, I Because I've known about the whole quantum thing for quite a while, I mean, I became enamored of quantum physics in the, in, in the middle of maybe 10 years ago. And... I came to understand some of these things. I didn't do it quite your way, but I, I did start to quantum think independently in my own life. 
the thing doing this does is it starts to short circuit that least action pathway. I never thought of it with those words, but it does. You stop having negative thoughts if you don't entertain them. Exactly if instead it. you immediately put that that good intent in that you that that you that's your active mind creating its reality in the moment. If you if you immediately reinstitute that the, the the negative thoughts stop bothering to come into your mind. You you don't give them room, so you don't have to always interrupt them. You you'll find that your your mind is starts doing a pretty good job of cleaning house before they ever get to where you might be aware of. <laughs> that them. is such a so brilliantly said because and very important point. And, you know, that's what people talk about, um, ascension and, you know, elevating your frequency, which is all important. This is, this is the way it happens. And by the way, that's, that's why the system of thinking is important. Because it embraces you. It's like a vortex. So what you're saying, Robert, is so right on. Because it becomes the new habit. Yes. And then the interesting thing is, is as, you know, we know the positive emotions such, you know, that unconditional love, compassion, all the things that Jesus taught, that he was saying, we can be that. Yes. So I think, like, it's that, yeah, that's what all the great beings have said. They're not saying, you know, revere us and, you know, you're on your own. Good luck, you know, in the sin sin reality. No, they're saying, and I think, you know, when you talk about, um, in your book, about the Bible and the interpretation, you know, I just think a lot of the interpretation is just mistaken, and that I think probably from the translations and from the translation of that sort of what we call ancient times, to modern times, a lot of the languaging doesn't translate over. And so if you look at it as the way you're looking at it, the way I look at it, too, that we're, we're here to really become our God's, live in our God nature. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. Jesus said all these things and more you will do. Uh, he, he very much... Uh, believed that he was teaching us a new way of thinking we would not have been able to tell them lay people a hundred years ago if science had been paying attention if mainstream science had not been so stubbornly materialistic we would have known uh, these things for a hundred years but now it's getting into the popular awareness that um, we're, we're finding teachers who know quantum physics who are willing to teach lay people what it really means and that is changing everything we finally know as you point out beautifully that the reason the great teachers and Jesus among them uh, taught us these things is that we can transform our minds. And once we transform our minds, we transform the world. If you don't like what you see around you, you have the power to change it all by yourself. So it's it's time, I think, to start taking responsibility for the for the power of these minds. Because we're creating this I know, world. and that's the joy. <laughs> it's like I say, listen, something is always getting created. Because that's the nature of reality. It's not fixed. So it's either getting created consciously (laughs) by you, right? Or it's getting created based on patterns from the past or the default reality, like a computer, right? You can go in. It has the default settings. And you don't even know where the settings came from within ourselves, right? 
right, it doesn't right. matter. You can never get to it. You'll never get to where it is. And I say it's totally irrelevant. All it you doesn't have matter to know, because you can, you can set up your computer just the way you want and exactly, it'll work beautifully. That's it. Yes. And so if you know that and then you know the nature of these, what I call the five natural faculties of mind, which the quantum think system is, you know, it's pervade. That's the whole point of it is to get us really adept and really, you know, uh, masterful with it, not just effective, actually masterful, that it just, as you pointed out, it becomes natural. And, you yes. know, the interesting thing is that, like, people who are familiar with, um, what do you call it, the law of attraction or, you know, that's yeah, it's all that the, same. the Only... secret... But you see, what they don't realize, I call it new world view from an old world view. Until you realize these basic quantum principles, you know, that we exist in field. See, the power of intent is not a cause and effect. So people think, oh, well, I had an intention. You know, I want a million dollars in my bank account by, you know, two months from now. And it doesn't happen. Well, it didn't work. Therefore, this whole mind thing is a bunch of, you know, Hobble that's but that's see, a very important point. What I, I'm so sorry, we're coming to the end of our time. I, I could do. We're, we're going to do this again. We'll have Diane back in a little while. So everyone, please get her book and be doing the lessons so that you can help. She can help us get to a whole new level. But this is the way to permanently fix your thinking and permanently fix the world. This isn't new age. This isn't funky. This is how science works when we understand what science is. How do people reach you, Diane? My website is. DianeCollins.com, and it's Diane with two N's, D-I-A-N-N-E-C-O-L-L-I-N-S.com. If you sign up for my mailing list there, you will get access to an article. You can't get there from here, which is all about this transformation. You know, how, how it applies, very simply said, especially in business and to whatever you're doing in your life, how you get make that mind shift, that quantum shift in your mind. And my book is, uh, there's a lot of other audio and video on there, too. And my book is, Do You Quantum Think? New Thinking That Will Rock Your World is the subtitle. It's in hardcover, and it's in all ebook editions, Kindle, Duck. It's available online. It's available in stores. You can order it if your store doesn't have it. Um, and um, I'm in, Oh, I'm you know, so sorry. We're about to, right, I, I'm going to have to go out anyway, now. Anyway, thank going to you. Have- well, bless you, dear, for being here. I think you're, what you're doing is so important. We're going to have Diane back. But meanwhile, you're listening to Seek Reality with Roberta Grimes. I have books also, as, as you graciously said, Diane, um, The Fun of Dying and The Fun of Staying in Touch, which will be out in a few weeks, uh, are both available on Amazon and in Kindle. Uh, I have novels to share. Go to robertagrimes.com, and you'll find details about all my books. And if you sign up there, you and I can stay in touch. Next week, my guest will be Robert Kopecki, whose three near-death experiences led him to write a lovely little book called How to Survive Life and Death. And now go out and make the most of this coming week in our one reality, knowing that you are a powerful, eternal being and you are infinitely loved. You've been listening to Seek Reality with Roberta Grimes. Joyous conversations about your eternal life. To learn more, tune in every Saturday at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern. For lively and positive discussions, visit 
www.afterlifeforums.com. To contact Roberta, email her at roberta at seekreality.com. Wishing you a productive week empowered by the truth of who you really are.